0: Today, I'm joined with Grady Summers, FireEye CTO, um, who will be speaking at some of the FireEye Cyber Defence live events we have across EMEA. Um, I'm going to speak to Grady today about some of the top issues he sees in the cybersecurity industry and also what to expect from the events he will be at. Welcome, Grady.
1: Hey, Darshan. Good to be here.
0: Um, So, first off, what do you think are the biggest trials facing those responsible for cyber defense within an organisation?
1: It's a good question. Uh, I spend a lot of time with our customers uh, and our, our consulting clients, talking with them about what what challenges they're facing. And if I had to really boil it down, I think it's about the asymmetry um, that today's cyber defenders face. Uh, we continue to see just uh, more and more varied types of threats, uh, different techniques, and um, it's becoming hard to defend against all of those. Organizations don't have the the tools or the resources or the threat intelligence to adequately detect uh, and defend their, their organizations. You combine that with the fact that more attackers are starting to become destructive in nature or they're stealing information that's later used in ransom, and you know today's organizations are really facing an uphill battle.
0: Okay, and and do you see a roadblock in communication between those on the ground and those at board level regarding cybersecurity?
1: I still do, um, unfortunately. I mean, we've been talking for, for many years in cybersecurity about how uh, we need to be able to uh, communicate kind of at the board level and, and properly communicate risk. And, and that can still be a challenge. Um, many boards don't have cybersecurity expertise, but they certainly understand risk. And we've got to do a better job, I think as as security practitioners uh, at, at putting in a language that they'll understand. In my experience, um, the boards that I work with are so incredibly smart. I think we sometimes uh, maybe we don't give them the benefit of the doubt. We think, well, the, you know, the, the board doesn't understand cybersecurity. And, and I don't think that's it. I just think that we've not taken the time to properly explain it. So I think that, that roadblocking communication comes from the practitioner who kind of intuitively knows uh, what they need to do to protect their data. Um, but it's all about putting that in a language of risk so you can properly communicate to the board. I find when that communication is working, when... Um, the chief information security officer is talking to the board frequently and they've established a pattern and a rapport. Uh, the funding tends to fall in line. It's when organizations just don't have that communication going, the board isn't aware of the threats that their, their org faces. The budget can sometimes be harder to come by.
0: Okay. And are you seeing an improvement, um, in that communication over the last year or so?
1: Definitely. I'd say, I mean, it continues to get better. Um, I'd say five years ago when I first started working with boards, it was um you know the, the organizations that regularly brief the board on cybersecurity, we're in the minority now. Uh, uh, they're there's certainly the majority, you know, uh, the vast majority really of orgs that we talk to uh brief their boards at least annually, and probably uh, you know ten to twenty percent of the orgs that we work with, cybersecurity is a regular update um at the audit committee level, and I think that's great.
0: great. Okay. And then, so where do you see the biggest opportunities and areas for investment um, in the next, say, year or so?
1: So, you know, there there's so many areas. There are organizations that need to really focus on some of the basics and need to get kind of fundamental IT hygiene in place. But if I look at the leading areas where I see a lot of bang for the buck, uh, one is certainly in threat intelligence for the very reason that we find, um, you know, when you get through the buzzwords and you cut through a lot of the, the clutter about threat intelligence, I think threat intelligence fundamentally helps orgs move faster. It helps them understand uh, you know, what, what data might be targeted, what types of techniques an attacker might use, how they can more effectively detect and respond to attackers. So threat intelligence uh, is going to be a big area of investment over the next year. I also think automation uh, is a big piece of that. Organizations are finding that they just don't have the resources they need. Uh, to properly respond to the threats, and we think by automating a lot of the the, uh, response lifecycle, they can start to free up that valuable um, resource time uh, to take on higher order types of tasks.
0: Okay. And then that follows follows on nicely to the next question around the cyber skills shortage. Um, With that and budgets not increasing, what steps can organizations take to stay secure?
1: Yeah, you're right. Uh, Automation does play into that. I I always think of two things here. There there are two things that when I talk to our customers who are facing the the resource crunch, uh, they're looking to either one, get additional help. And that's why, of course, we we have FireEye as a service, which can come right alongside um, our customers and act as an extension of their security team and help provide them uh, those much needed resources. Um, And then secondly, it's automation. It's Um, it's so, you know, relatively easy to start. Uh, You can start with a commercial tool like Invitas that FireEye just acquired, um, or even just start very fundamentally, you know, scripting automation if you need to, to get off the ground. But uh, when you start to automate those tasks, and we find about 80% of the tasks that a level one SOC analyst takes on in the security operations center, 80% of those tasks uh, or that, that workflow is fairly repeatable and lends itself to automation. So, we see orgs addressing that talent crunch through getting additional help uh, from FireEye or starting to automate processes to free up more time on their end.
0: Okay. And then just finally, um, as you're going to be at FireEye Cyber Defense Live across the can you give us a preview on what to expect, some of the topics you'll be um, discussing, and what um, the audience can expect from the event?
1: Sure, I'm really excited for Cyber Defense Live. Uh, we've got just an absolutely great lineup and I'm thrilled to be a part of it. You know, For my part, I'll be talking specifically about some of the latest threats that we're seeing, some of the new trends um, and what attackers are doing, uh, and what organizations are doing to respond. We'll talk about best practices for building um, a, a cybersecurity program in today's day and age with those evolving threats. Um, and then talk about how you can apply threat intelligence to your organization to to stay ahead of the curve. And really, it's neat because the whole agenda will tie into that. You know, we'll go on we'll and have several um, keynote speakers, but then we'll tie into a later session where we've got uh, individual workshop tracks that go deeper on each of those topics. So I think it's going to be a fantastic event.
0: That's great. Looking forward to it. Thank you very much for your time today, Grady, and we look forward to seeing you in the Mia.
1: You bet. Thank you.